up the band and say hello to Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Reardon and Dan, as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. Joining us this week, oh my, could it be? Yes, he is the mastermind of the Base World Podcast. Our friend, well, for two of us anyway, our friend, Mele Hellbot. Hello, Mele. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I know that there's someone in this call that may have an opinion about me. <laughs> and I just want to let you know, will you marry me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Reardon, no, he's put you on the you spot know, now, Reardon. Yeah, you know what? I, that was unexpected, I won't lie. He's caught me a bit off guard. I'll have to decide by the end of this episode. Hey, we're oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> no hope You're not going. getting married on this show, Jack. Or I mean, maybe not, you, dude. Brother. Maybe I will, dude. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, gosh. We're off. I mean, we're not even a minute. We're not even a minute. Oh, minutes my, in. brother. And we are real. We have we are gone right off the pier. Uh, <laughs> how are we all doing this week? We all good? No, I'm all right. It's actually been a pretty good week. I've been had a lot done, and I am very, very excited for this episode. This is going to be a good one. I mean, you were ready to go to war, but then you just got propositioned, so... I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> I'm sure I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's been You're very... welcome. <laughs> it's been a busy week, but we're here. I'm very, I'm very happy to be here and to talk about a bit, bit of a one of the more silly sides of professional wrestling, as our tagline would suggest that we sometimes do. <laughs> so Only mm -hmm. sometimes. Only sometimes. But as ever, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know, guys, if there is one thing that this podcast is married to, it is the idea of pending. And <laughs> because alimony. We all I mean, we don't. I mean, uh, uh, but we will always be pending. Luther, suck me dry, dude. I just, oh, and we always will be, always, no matter what, because we love it. Was that it's, yes, we do. I was going to say, was that cultaholic preference? Then? Listen, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm Madame Pitchy. Anyway. No. <laughs> Before we get on to I am never being let back into that fraternity <laughs> Before we get uh, into yeah. Our episode all about Wrestling weddings It is time to visit Dan For this week's wrestling news dun, dun, da, dun, 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 da, What? Oh my Oh my Wrestling news <laughs> Variant I mean it, 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 it look right It's a wedding episode it I think we can we can we can we can do this. We can blow the budget on Reardon's version of church bells. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, obviously we have Revolution coming up. Um, obviously very interesting because a lot of people have been saying that this looks like the weakest card for Revolution. Um, then again, you know, people online have opinions. That's not always the best thing in the world. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm really in the, I'm kind of, I would say I'm in the middle, but that's just because I have hardly consumed any wrestling 
recently. I've just been kind of like catching up on everything after the fact. Yeah, I can understand that from that perspective. This one, I feel like there's been good build-ups to a couple of matches, but then the other ones have kind of been a very lackluster, if that's if if that's the term. That's uh, how I feel mostly. Like, like compared to like previous years, it's I'm not as excited as I was for like an AW pay per view. Mm. Even though historically, I think Revolution has been like the strongest one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So this one does seem like maybe who knows? We could pleasantly be surprised. You never know. <laughs> so, or maybe not, brother. Or maybe not, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, no. I don't want Hogan coming out at the end of the that. <laughs> no, I think Hogan we're okay. I think we're protected from that. Oh, thank god. Um so should we run down the card? Uh yeah, sure. Yes. Cool. Pre-match, we've got a six-man tag match as Mark Briscoe teams with the Lucha Brothers to take on Ari Davari and the Varsity out uh, athletes. This is a this is this just has the feeling of like 2005 ROH card. <laughs> I'm not, I'm here for it if I'm honest. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at it. I don't think it will be like anything as interesting or developed as it probably could be, but like I'm sure it'll be good. Sure, I do like Mark Briscoe's promo uh, about like, yeah, about bringing the Lucha Brothers in as well. I, I, again, I just every time I show <clears throat> these two anything about Mark Briscoe. I love the fact, I have to preface it by saying everyone says that Mark Briscoe was the smart brother out of Mark and Jay. <laughs> Which tells you everything to know. God bless you, Jay. <laughs> mm -hmm. For this one, I come on, Briscoe's and uh, Mark and the Lucha Brothers, come on. I've got it should be a good match. Oh, it definitely will. And the fact we're getting it for free on YouTube as well. Yeah. For free? For free? It's just... It's, thank you. It, it's, it's, it's kind of funny how sometimes, like, when it comes to, like, the pre-shows for AEW, they sometimes have, like, the, the best matches there. Yeah, yeah. They, just stick, they just stick banger matches on the on the pre-show, which is, to be fair, based. Mm -hmm. it's part They're of just the like, yeah, we really want people to see this, so we'll just, like, give it away for free. <laughs> Everyone wants Thank to you. see Eddie versus Junakiala. Ah, oh, God, oh, I've yeah. the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, I definitely have those those uh, Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers down for that one. Same. What about you two? Oh, God, I'm not sure then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going... I'm, I'm... I'm going for Mark and the Lucha Bros because, you know... <laughs> Come on, it makes sense. It's a feel-good way. It's a good way yeah. to start the, the pay-per-view. That's for darn sure. Oh, sorry, a premium mm -hmm. line event. Depending depending on who you talk to at this point. Depending on, <laughs> depending on your vernacular. <laughs> so, uh, second match on the card. We've got Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry in a final burial match. Is this a burial live match? We don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm... I I'm assuming so, but again, we just have to say another instant classic from Christian turns yeah. up, turns up, gets asked to do pay per view build in like two weeks, and just goes to Jack, just goes to Jungle Boy, and just goes, "Dad, dead." 
<laughs> I love the fact that I do like Jungle Boy. Oh, you want to meet my dad so much? I'll make sure you fucking meet him. <laughs> Ooh, that's crazy. It's, it's 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 crazy, but that line is actually kind of cold. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And from Jungle Boy of all people, like it's like like why does that line go so unnecessarily hard? <laughs> And I just, I just wonder, did, he, did he clear that with his family? Because that's the because well, that's I'm, something where I'm, you get the, I'm, where I'm, the... assu- I'm assuming so because the entire build to this is just being Christian just going, "Hey, Jungle Boy, your dad's fucking dead." <laughs> that's it. Uh... It's, it literally, <laughs> it's Christian goes, "Your dad's dead." Cry more. <laughs> so, I, I I assume Jungle Boy will win this because. I don't that's, know. That's, that's that's the assumption. But to be fair, they can just pivot Christian away to like anything, and it will probably be good. I think Tori Spelling gets a run in and helps and and helps <laughs> Christian Cage win the match. It's a Beverly Hills nine oh two one zero reunion. <laughs> no, I think Christian I... versus the former cast of nine oh two one zero. Book it, Tony. <laughs> I think I think it might be Christian. I don't know. I feel this like if, if final burial, this might be the f- finale to this feud. And I feel both of them have been on quite good form. Even though I will say Christian Cage has just come out with some amazing lines during this feud. <laughs> I, I think it might be Christian, but it makes more sense if Jungle Boy wins. If you know what I mean. Yeah, my opinion is. First off, with Jungle Boy's promo, I just know that his father was smiling, walking, and looking up there. But I, it will be funny and logical if Christian wins because Jungle Boy ruined my life and screwed Jungle <laughs> Boy. Wait, what? What did he do? <laughs> Exist. Oh, <wow. laughs> Oh, damn, dude. I'll uh, him, brother. That's a whole pad of webs. We just shoot on that. Shoot on that, man. Hey, Jungle Boy, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Next match. In a feud that I thought ended, but somehow we have strung along for another few months, it's Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks with the Jericho Appreciation Society banned from ringside. Okay, oh, are look, they look right. Look right. Can they just give Ricky Starks the win and just do something interesting with him? I'm fucking done no, with this Jericho cycle. No, Chris Jericho has to get his win back. No, I am fucking mm. done with this cycle of Chris Jericho. <laughs> what, you don't like the Ocho? I don't need another fucking nine-month program of some Chris Jericho beating someone and then someone having to go through the entire fucking JAS to get to Chris Jericho again. Um, I'm done. Well, okay. I, Turns out he doesn't think... like a wizard either. <laughs> I will refrain from making the joke that is in my head right now. <laughs> I think the young up-and-comer Chris Jericho could use a win right here. <laughs> Honestly, that's literally what's in Tony Khan's mind right now at this moment. Look, if it were Lionheart Chris Jericho coming out to his first WCW theme, I could understand that later. <laughs> just, just <laughs> please, can we just give Ricky Starks the win and then just like find a title program for him? Cool. I agree. Yeah. Maybe do something around Hobbs. Now Hobbs has got the, the weird dynamite 
Casino Royale brass ring thing. Oh, the Sonic ring. Yeah, the Sonic ring. If you knock into Powerhouse, Fobbs, all these rings fill out. <laughs> right, now now that he's got that, I feel like you can do something interesting with that because, like, Team Taz doesn't exist anymore, but maybe it does. Run it back, possibly? Who knows? No, don't, don't, don't run it back. Just, <laughs> no, I meant, the, have, I meant the, have... the, the rivalry between the two. Yeah, just have Ricky Starks just be like, I wanted this opportunity, and then Hobbs is like, well, fuck you, I have this big ring. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> no, 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 Hobbs, don't put it there. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh, super Hobbs. <laughs> um, yeah, Starks, I think we're all in agreement with that, that Starks needs to win this one. Yeah, it's Starks, Starks, get Starks. Come on, come now. Okay. You know, people people ask like, who's gonna win, Jericho or Ricky Starks? And the real question should be, where was Jericho's wife on January six? <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy you got to one. Well, you got to one part of the the joke I wasn't gonna say. So <laughs> there it is. And I'm I'm all, I'm, is. I'm all I'm all good for that. Now that counts the third time we referenced that on this podcast. I mean, to be fair, I think I've referenced it at least three times on my own. So, make that six. We'll keep the ball rolling, ladies just, and gentlemen. Just get that, like, six. <laughs> like a certain date. <laughs> oh, so. It anyway. Is, it is the Trios Championship six-man tag match as the Elite take on the House of Black. Uh, House of Black, I really want to win this one so bad. Yeah. Because it's like, I, now can we just, can, can we do something with, can we do something quite, like, tangible with them now, please? Like, uh, Kenny, Kenny, I love you. I love you. You don't need those trios championships. <laughs> At least, like, the, they can give it to the House of Black and let them do something interesting. I'm sure yeah. they can figure out something. Yeah, I agree. They could do the press tour for the new backstage AEW show that's totally not like <laughs> AEW's All Access. <laughs> I love I love the premise of the show. It's basically Eddie Eddie was saying, I just wanted to swear all the time so I couldn't be on the show, but they just kept me in because I kept swearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, House of Black. I've got for that. I think it, it sounds weird to say, but I feel like the elite as trios champion i feel like they've already done everything that they could with them mm, yeah and for the house of black i feel like they need that win because otherwise why are they here yeah to be spooky to build the spooky quota of every listen, yeah listen you gotta have some spooky you, you need some, people true. like spooky shit at least they're not shooting flipping lightning out of their fingers. I'm looking at you, Taker. Asa Timberley. Asa Timberley. Oh, we'll get to Asa Timberley soon enough, Billy. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, House of Black need this win. I think we can all agree on that. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, it's the triple threat for the women's championship as Jamie Hayter takes on Ruby Soho. Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be here and say as long as it's not Soraya, I'm fine. You know what? Yeah, because I'm I'm saying this right now. If Soraya wins, Ronnie Radke's coming out, and I'm just gonna have to bin off the entire promotion. <laughs> 
Yeah. If, uh, if if I see Ronnie Radke walk out towards the ring at any point, I I am I feel like even though I'm in a compromised state right now, I would still become physically violent. Don't yeah. I, I mean, folks, where's the lie? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I see everyone except Soraya having a chance here. Actually, I don't see her winning. I really don't. At this point as well, Jamie Hayter's only getting into the groove of the championship run. So to kind of like sweep, like take it under her feet like this by uh, by kind of even if if it was Soraya winning, just kind of puts a damp squib on it. I wouldn't mind if Ruby won it from Jamie, but mm-hmm. it make it doesn't make sense in the kind of the context of we've only just got the ball rolling on Jamie being champion, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would like to see Jamie win. For the love of God, for the very uh, just keep it away from Soraya. <laughs> and it hate and again and it's kind of it sucks to say that because Paige you know, we all loved Paige back in the WWE time. Well, she, she wasn't a bad wrestler per se, but it just seems like this whole thing with AEW since the arriving has been a bit like her, her like a motivation in in the character sense has kind of been really all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're trying to rehash this like the outsiders thing, and it and it's it's obvious like a rehash of the outsiders storyline. I I just hope that both women have a good time. And as for Soraya, I I think she's the the worst thing the British have done to us since the War of eighteen twelve. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry for unleashing that on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as as a, as a person as a person from the UK, but specifically London, we don't claim Norwich. Mm. <laughs> Only Adam <laughs> Partridge, but then it's. Even then, that's debatable. <laughs> oh. um, I'm, I'm actually gonna gonna shoot a bit. Um, I don't know what TK is doing with the women's division. It, it, like when they first started, when they had like Riho and Nyla Rose, it was like the best thing ever. And I feel like they've consistently dropped the ball. I feel with most of the women in in AEW, and I don't know why. Like it shouldn't be that difficult. I feel the, a, a lot of the beginning, I would say, would be contributed a lot more to Kenny, being as being a huge part of the women's uh, the women's division, uh, at least in terms of the creative side and the booking side of it. But I think now that since Kenny's not been able to kind of be as involved in that, it really has kind of really has gone downhill and quite. I think quite it's just. Rapidly. I think it's just because. It, I think it's just because they lost like the the direction of it. I think I sp- I because think- because like mm. because again we were we were memeing last week about ultra ultra baby face Britt Baker, mm-hmm. but that's literally just because they were like, hmm. I think we will give the title to Britt Baker because Britt Baker. And we kind of got nowhere. Then obviously the whole, to be fair as well, there was also the whole Thunder Rosa situation, which is in fact a thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but apparently that's been resolved now, so no idea what's going on there. Um, but yeah, everything just kind of lost its sense of direction because they were trying to do like, well, it's weird. It's like they were trying to do too much, but they were also doing too little at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't know how to explain it. Um, it's weird when you consider as well that Jade Cargill's 
been one of the most consistent parts of the women's division. She's doing really well. So, and like, it's like at one part, you're not screwing that little part up, but you're screwing the absolute rest of the division up. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. Tony, get your fucking act together. And I miss Hikaru Shida, like, a lot. Yes. Yeah, they should hire her. <laughs> they should also hire Nicole Matthews and Madison Eagles. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the latest video I did with Joseph Montessori. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. It's the Texas death match next as John Moxley takes on Hangman Page. All I know is there's going to be blood. And a lot of blood. <laughs> All I know about this is that they're going to beat the crap out of each other, and I'm probably going to call this my favorite match of the entire show. Can we just have Hangman bonus, Page? Bonus, bonus points for um, Hanger hitting an absolute murder lariat on uh, Moxley. Yeah, yeah. Can, can we just have Hangman Page be Stan Hansen for one night? <laughs> like, honestly, that's all I really need. He comes out with a cowbell, starts swinging it around everywhere. I, I, I need, I need a lariat that looks like it took actual physical force to knock someone over. Let's just hope that this Hangman doesn't go blind in one eye, like Stan. Yeah, Hansen. I think we'll be, I think we'll be fine of that. John Moxley going blind in one eye is an entire possibility, though, and that'll be out of his own choice. <laughs> yeah. All I know is I'm gonna love this match. I, I would. Probably say Mox, just like maybe like at a pinch, like it's like like maybe Mox, but all I know is I'm just gonna enjoy it because it's just gonna be blood, blood, blood. I'm a gremlin. <laughs> blood for the blood god. Ah, <laughs> oh. I I I think Hangman should get the win for this. Mm, I feel yeah. like uh, if Moxie could lose. He's not gonna like lose any like star power. Mm. Right? Like he he's a made man in AW. He's already done so much. That's for true. Oh. Okay, it's the TNT Championship. It's two big beefy men going at it. It's Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. <laughs> All I know is big meaty men slapping me. Certified beef fest. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is a Chef Boyardee beefaroni match. And I love it. Honestly, that is, this is what I need. Bonus, see, bonus points for A, Wardlow trying to bust the moonsault and then Samoa Joe walking out of the way, but then also later uh, Wardlow hits the moonsault. Yes. Mm -hmm. Bonus points for security being flung by both Joe and Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the DPW roster. I also need um I also need at some at some point I need Wardlow to hit uh Samoa Joe with a grotty with a, with a German and then Samoa Joe to reply with an even grottier German suplex. Mm -hmm. Like the nastier it looks the better. Uh bonus points for Moist Critical coming out and, and and trying to recruit Joe and Wardlow to his new wrestling promotion <laughs> and being power bomb <laughs> the audio. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen at the next DPW show. <laughs> oh god, I was like, right, right, off a tangent. I swear to God, if Charlie and the and, and the DPW guys do form together, that is probably the greatest thing for professional wrestling. You damn right. Uh, um, Wardlow winning this? I don't know. Because I like, where do you go with the TNT Championship after after all this? Yeah, like you 
I I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be fussed with Joe keeping the title and having kind of like an interwoven program that goes into Ring of Honor and AEW. <clears throat> but here's the thing. Samoa Joe is getting on. He is 43 at this point. So how much do you think he can be able to, you know, have the touring schedule of Ring of Honor and AEW at the same time? Uh, at least 20 more years. Yeah, actually, no, he should be all right. <laughs> I mean, at this point now, he is Minoru, He is the Minoru Suzuki of AEW. Just yeah, and that's fine. Like I said, he he's a, he's approaching the position I refer to as Puro Dad. Yes, mm-hmm. where he is just simply the old guy in the roster whose job it is just to, to humble the young talent. It doesn't matter if he loses because he's turned up and like slapped seven shades of shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, oh, as only Samoa Joe does. As long as he does another concrete stair spot, I'll be happy. No, no, like it was, it was, to be fair. Spot. To be fair, it was the natural progression for him. Mm-hmm. But we we are, we are here we are here now. I'm gonna say Wardlow for the win because I assume that's the direction they're going with this. But I, if if Joe wins, I'm not gonna be mad at it. The match will probably be a fucking hitter anyway. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. In the most random of pairings of random of teams in this, we've got the four way tag team match for the tag team championships as the Guns defend against the acclaimed. Jay Lethal and Double J Jeff Jarrett and Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. <laughs> Look, now if, if, I just know this match is going to be based. Yes, mm-hmm. if you know our podcast better, all, 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 all too well, you know full well that we're going. Look, right. Look right. <laughs> the acclaimed Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> Orange <laughs> Cassidy. And Danhausen in the same space. That's just us. That's that's that, our... that is literally us. That is our brand. <laughs> it really is. Ah, uh, God, I don't know. I, to be honest, I think I'd be happy with whoever wins. Really, like to yeah. be like to be fair. The, the the problem I have with this is like it would be really funny if Jeff Jarrett won, but then that means Jay Lethal wins. And that annoys Ooh. me equally. <laughs> you know what? I get the feeling that the guns are going to retain this. They probably are, and they're probably gonna, it's probably going to be through some something goofy. Um, like it will it will be something like that. They'll probably make Dan Housen the butt of the joke. True. Ah, you you hate to see it. It irks me. But I feel like the gun's probably gonna retain this one. I would, I just would want to see the visual of everyone getting angry at Jeff Jarrett winning a title at AEW. <laughs> but he's been, but but we're, nah, all three of us are going that. my world, my world. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. We we we're all Fargo I'm, strutting I outside. I think, it, I think it would be equally funny. And because I say this with with like, uh, there's a degree of irony involved. But like, actually, in terms of what he's been able to do, Jeff Jarrett has done more for Jay Lethal in AEW yeah. <laughs> yeah. than Jay Lethal at all managed to do on his own. <laughs> so much as a Ric Flair impression will get you done, will get you very far, AJ. Eh, <laughs> so, like, that's what that's all I'm saying. It's either way, like. 
yeah, as Reardon said, I'm not going to be fussed with who wins, but I get the feeling that the guns are going to retain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as for like people being angry if Jeff Jarrett wins it, honestly, I'm I'd be angry that it hasn't happened sooner. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> That's true. He broke six thousand guitar guitars, and nowadays is drawing dollars. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I love the resurgence of Jeff Jarrett. That's all like that is just the one of the best things to come out of last year was the resurgence of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, get mm -hmm. that bag. And in the main event for the AEW World Championship, it's a 16-minute Iron Man match as MJF faces off against Brian Danielson. Look, we all want Brian to win, but we all know that MJF's retaining. <laughs> He's got to retain. See, here's, here's, here's the thing, right? Danielson doesn't need to be AEW champion, mm. but I weirdly think AEW needs him to be champion. Really? <laughs> I agree. Like, like he ha he doesn't need it, right? Because we all know how good he is. Yeah. But with the position AEW is in right now, I think doing doing a steady hand run is not a bad idea. Especially because I feel like MJF is steadily going further off the rails. <laughs> like I like I get it, he has his way of doing stuff, but like how... I just I just don't think this run has worked the way they wanted it to. How long can you rinse and repeat that before everyone really starts to find it a bit grating? Is the thing I'm worried about with Well the, the the problem is though is that when he gets himself into good positions all of a sudden, just his quality seem his the quality of like. I was gonna say, the, is it really the quality? The stuff he goes for in his promos like changes. Mm. Yeah. Rather than being this like cutting and insightful and like internally inconsistent critic, he kind of just becomes like, I will now make fun of you because i can and it doesn't quite hit in the same way mm. so <laughs> I, I get i get i get the feeling they're probably they're probably not going to give the title to danielson but i actually feel like if they did do it for a bit it would do them a favor and besides i guess mjf would have to go off to do promotion for the iron claw film which is coming out soonish it's coming out this I year don't know. He's playing one of the Von Eric brothers, which I think he's playing Lance, which is the brother that technically, well, it was brother in kayfabe, but wasn't actually a Von Eric brother. Which, you know right, what? Yeah. The more I think about it, it's actually a role perfect for MJF. As yeah. The non uh, Von Eric brother. <laughs> that film I'm actually genuinely looking forward to. Mostly because I think everyone wants to see how jacked Zach Efron got to be Kevin Von Eric. When you really think about it, he should have been cast as Kerry. Mm. I'm just saying, he looks more like Kerry than he did than he does Kevin. But I, I'm guessing that to sell a film, you kind of got to go for the more aesthetically pleasing person in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is Troy Bolton in a wrestling ring. Who'd have who'd have thunk it? Well, uh, you know. 
If we, if it, I, I swear to God, if this is a Trojan horse and it's actually a wrestling musical, fair play, A24. You know what? You know what? You know what? If it ended up that way, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> fair play, A24. I mean, they've given like that Kane Pixels kid uh, a film deal for the back room. So you know what? I like A24. <laughs> they at least they daring to do stuff different in Hollywood. <laughs> they're giving Dear a seventeen-year-old a film. <laughs> He's directing the Backrooms film, which is like, fair play, that's fucking based. Mm -hmm. Anyway, where was I? Um, yeah, um, MJF's winning this, I think. Yeah. As much as I really want Brian to win. <laughs> See, my tinfoil hat theory is I think Daniel Shins will win, and he should hold it at least until The Forbidden Door 2. And... He he should be challenged by Shibata. Ooh. See, again, the thing is, that would be that would be base. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the running currency in, in major American wrestling companies right now. A shame. <laughs> I was gonna say that just reminds me of that one tweet Kevin Nash talked uh, that one uh, replied to and the Undertaker replied to yesterday about oh, Wheeler, yeah, about the Wheeler Utah image. That's, like, there is no way in hell that Stone Cold Steve Austin is is looking at that image and going, "Oh, look, that's me." If anything, Stone Cold's a massive fan of wrestling, watches all wrestling, and think and probably thinking about that. That's quite a cool visual. Probably never put two and two together that that was being compared to him. Well, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fuck off, Mark Calloway. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> sorry, I'm not sorry. Big pop. <laughs> oh, anything else, Dad? Uh, that we talk about in the news? Uh, no, I think we're done with the news. I mean, we could talk about Cody and Roman's promo, but basically, it's just um, I like your dad. Your dad liked me. He never talked about you. Oh, I do my impression of Dusty now. Ba basically, the essence of that. The essence of that promo was Cody Rhodes being like, um, hi, I did a thing. And then people being like, I respect that. And then everyone, well, I say everyone, a large chunk of the fan base just completely misinterpreting that statement. <laughs> Cody, Cody coming out at the end of that promo like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they, like, he, literally the entire thing was, look, I did a thing. That people said that I would not be able to do. And then just like the chunk of people I've seen have just been like, oh, <laughs> isn't that so funny? Uh, make comment about bingo halls and all that. Meanwhile, the essence of that comment is literally just like, I took a bet on myself and I succeeded. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. They love me. They <laughs> love me. Oh, I love that. Oh, so yeah, that was pretty much it in the world of wrestling. We'll find out how wrong we are when this goes up on Monday, eh? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, recommendation corner. Reardon, what do you have for us this week? Guys, how do you feel about Puss in Boots? Brilliantly. Yes. Mm. Best character in the Shrek series. I'm so happy you said this. I mean not wrong guys i'm i it's almost become a, a cliche but it's true so we just have to sometimes sometimes the cliche is true and the cliche 
is that Puss in Boots The Last Wish is fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good, my guys. <laughs> just, just nothing but bangers ain't from it, beginning to end. Ain't it crazy that Antonio Banderas's most endearing role was a parody of a role that he was known for back in the 90s? It's really as as a like as a hardcore mask mask Zorro guy mm-hmm. loved it. Seeing him do it in Shrek Two was really amusing and great. And then he just continued doing it for the rest of my life. You love and now, to see it. And now has gotten back in it, which is so random. It's so random that the movie even exists. Let alone yeah. being incredible, mm-hmm. but it is. We live in the world. Exists. We yeah, we live in that timeline, and maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth it. <laughs> but no, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Everything you've heard is correct. It's just, it's just, it's just really quality. I got nothing more to say other than that. Highly recommended. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah! All right, with that, it wait. Is- actually, I I also need to say something. Oh yes. Uh, um, agreeing with Rudin here, like I my favorite film of all time so far is Into the Spider Verse, and I yep. just love the. I haven't seen Puss in Boots like the movie yet, but just from seeing the trailers, like the animation looks like makes me orgasm and i'm happy that it exists it, but it also is, yep. but also i just want to do my own recommendation Ooh. speaking of great animation but going into live action another thing that surprisingly is probably like the best thing that i've ever seen in a show i recommend the tv show andor oh like, yes okay it's good. like Rogue One is like my second favorite Star Wars film like of all time. Yes. And mm-hmm. the show, like when they first announced it, I was like, mm, okay, like whatever. Like what are, I don't know what they're going to do with that show. But seeing it, it's like, I, I hate to say this, but it kind of spoiled me on like the rest of the Star Wars shows, like especially for like Mandalorian because if if they can do like quality shows like this, why can't they do that with the other shows? Yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah, I, I recommend I, Andor. Yeah, I have been umming and ahhing about watching Andor. I've heard that it's really good quality. Uh, me me and Star Wars, we we've had a break for a long time. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna get into it. Because you know this is this is the this is the fun recommending part of the sh- part yeah. of the show, <laughs> but I have heard like nothing but good things about Andor from places from people who I, whose opinion I respect. So I'm like, yeah, maybe exactly exactly. <laughs> you hesitated there, Raiden. <laughs> any, anyway, any, anywho, anywho. <laughs> no, 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 I, it is something that I am I'm. I've definitely considered. Who knows? Who knows? I I tell you what. I tell you what. I watch Andor when Sam finishes Breaking Bad. Oh, 
Ah, oh, Dan, you, 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 oh, you, you cheeky what's it? You caught me that's on the, a... That's the price. That's the price. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to say, yeah, the Reardon's now wearing a fucking hat and glasses going, you goddamn right. <laughs> you goddamn right. <laughs> anyway, with all that being said, let's hear the church bells ring as we get on to wrestling weddings. What are your thoughts on weddings, everybody? That's <laughs> uh, a very archaic we, thing, if you ask me. I mean, me. Y- yes. Are you asking about weddings, the institution, or weddings, the event? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. What do we think of weddings within a wrestling context, I guess, then, to make it a more oh, lighthearted always, question? Always, always brilliant, because it means one thing, and one thing only. The, the chaos yes. <laughs> yeah yeah okay so so I'll, I'll put this out there i am quite a bit of a romantic i love a wedding I yes really, mm-hmm. just 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 i just, <laughs> i i legitimately love going to weddings and getting invited to weddings. it's it's just it's just great i i know a lot of people can be cynical about it but it's just great so a wed a, a wrestling wedding is matching two great loves of mine and as dan said it is has there like i'm sure we will get into it has there ever been like a non chaotic just straight up romantic wedding has, has that happened there has been a couple in the history of wrestling weddings right but it i will tell you 90% of the time it ends in absolute freaking chaos yeah <laughs> and this is the this is the part this is the part that's brilliant <laughs> because there's something about I mean there's also the part of I love the fact that a wedding can take place in the context of wrestling mm. mm-hmm. because like in in a, in a world where everyone is constantly fighting <laughs> and there are constant battle lines being drawn the fact that people make time for weddings yes is incredible mm-hmm. to me ah <laughs> oh, it's it, it's amazing and you know what what makes me laugh as i was researching and doing all of my like my researching into wrestling weddings there's one mm-hmm. person who holds the record for the most weddings they've been in in wrestling <laughs> Oh, oh, that's oh my! Oh my! And it, it's great how they start with their first one. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Shall we go back to the beginning, which is always a very good place to start? Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve. <laughs> the first great wrestling wedding. I was gonna say, let's I jump mean, into the TARDIS I mean, and go and see yeah, visit mean, Adam and Eve. I mean, when you think about it. The snake really did that right, didn't he? Right, guys. <laughs> when we talk about our favorite promotions, right, I want to talk about Genesis Pro Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they really I, I, set. They really set the benchmark. All I'm saying Listen. is their greatest heel, fucking Judas, the greatest heel in all of Genesis oh, Pro. Bro, no, come on, man. You're devaluing the snake. You're devaluing <laughs> Listen, the snake. Honestly, Listen. that's generational talent. I mean, I mean, the snake is truly is out there saying, "Trust me." But, but, <laughs> I have to say, it, has there ever been a better Iron Man death match than Kane versus Abel? <laughs> Oh. I'm a Catholic guy. Fight is... forever. <laughs> I am a Catholic, and I'm just out here. Just okay. Kane was, the, Kane was the original one that said, "I will set myself on fire." <laughs> <laughs> 
I will set this bush on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and suddenly we're Judas, all... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One more, one more, one more before we go. <laughs> Judas really out there going, you think you know me. <laughs> the, the, the great part about all of this is I made a Genesis project. I know there is a company called Genesis Pro in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is even better. This is better than I possibly could have. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, should we go? Uh, should we? Should we properly go to the beginning? Uh, well, yes. at this point, we might as well talk about Adam and Eve at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's go to the very first wrestling wedding on record, and that comes to us in the WWF on December the eighteenth, nineteen eighty-four, as Paul Butcher Vashon marries Ophelia on Tuesday Night Titans. It all goes fairly smooth. It, 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 what I like about the very first one is that it's just a heel wedding where all of the where it's just the heels is in part of the wedding. It's it, like no baby faces are anywhere to be seen. That's based. That is interesting. The thing there are two things though I have to tell you uh, that you free about about this one. So when it comes to if anyone wished to object about the wedding. Who should come out but fucking Mario himself, Captain Lou Albano, <laughs> going, ah, oh, fuck you, Luigi. No, no, he actually objected, <laughs> he objected to the wedding at first, but later rescinded on that after he found out that Ophelia wasn't a virgin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, now there oh. were many there were many directions that that sentence could have gone. In fact, mm-hmm. I was just gonna make a, a fugger you joke, but but I'm sorry, excuse me, what the fuck? Excuse me, what? <laughs> are we are we legitimately counting that as heel behavior? Are we are we really doing so, that right so, now? So, okay, so he objected to the wedding. Uh-huh. Found out she wasn't a virgin, and then was like, "Oh, okay, it's cool then. The heels, the, the heels can get married. I've got nothing to say." Yes. <laughs> I. <sighs> wow, we're really just starting this 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 episode on we, a high we, note. Aren't but we? The, the, the thing is, though, is that 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 hit me like that hit me like a truck. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Although I will say it kind of. It kind of gets a bit more tame in comparison after that, as as after the after the wedding is as officiated, Doctor D David Schultz comes to the ring, body slams Butcher for Sean, <laughs> <laughs> and at the wedding reception he interferes once more, and after slapping John Stossel for saying wrestling's fake, he starts a food fight. <laughs> Do you do you do you reckon that I could that I could get away with half the shit you do at a wrestling wedding at my friend's wedding? Yes. Yeah, you know yes. what? You just know like what? while they're in the middle of the vows, I'll just like do the glass shatters and then just like fucking walk down the aisle. Like, For a second, water. I thought he was going to say I was going to do a Captain Noel <laughs> Bardo. Bele bele bele. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing the vow. Burn up, burn up. You know what I'm? What I'm more impressed about is that like. The the guy gets body slammed, but the reception still goes on ahead. Yeah, yeah. He starts a food fight. <laughs> I mean, oh. I get it. I mean, like considering how expensive weddings are, he's like, nah, nah, nah. I paid for nah, this. this is this is this is this is this is this is back. This is back before. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what the best part <clears throat> is? That wasn't uh, Doctor D's best moment in on Tuesday Night Titans. That would come a little soon after. Now, I'm sorry. How do you one up that though? Oh, you one up that 
by discharging your shotgun live on air and scaring the living piss out of Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> like he was going, he's showing oh his gun God. cabinet and he goes, oh no, it's not even loaded. See, he presses, the, he pulls the trigger, it goes off and Vince is going, oh, you stupid idiot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the hell. Should we get to the second wedding very quickly? That gives a very different meaning to shotgun wedding. I know, right? <laughs> so we are at Saturday, the second ever Saturday night's main event from October 3rd, 1985. <clears throat> as Uncle Elmer marries his sweetheart, Joyce. <laughs> if you don't know who Uncle Elmer is, he was one of the associates of Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay. And so I'm, I'm kind of impressed that that dude even has associates, but all right. <laughs> Believe it or not. I love the fact <laughs> during this, right, Jesse Ventura is losing his shit. <laughs> as Uncle Elmer, what makes me laugh is that Uncle Elmer can't hear the, uh, can't hear the person ordaining the wedding. And at one point, as he's trying to repeat the lines, he goes, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. And Jesse just corpses on commentary, to which Vince goes, oh, come on, take it serious, Jesse. <laughs> this is a wedding recording. <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort of uh, Jesse Ventura to just take nothing about this seriously. Although what I do like is Jesse had an amazing line. Uh, when, 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 you know, when it got to the part where you may kiss the bride, Jesse said that the kiss that like two carp going after the same piece of corn. To be fair, I've I, I've been I've been at weddings where that's an accurate description of things. <laughs> nothing but nothing but bars. Ah, uh, so was there anyone who objected the wedding? You're damn right, it someone objected the wedding. Oh, by the way, um, Uncle Elmer's best men were Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Okay. So Roddy Piper comes out to object the wedding, saying that weddings oh, no. and a wrestling ring was no place to get married. Who ran him off? Fucking Hulk Hogan. I mean, honestly, why are you booing him? He's right. <laughs> <laughs> so at like... this, there was a reception as well to this one, it, taking place in a barn because, you know, the Hillbilly family. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Um... <laughs> like Hulk Hogan calling it one of the greatest things he's ever seen in his life and may potentially have Uncle Elmer going to the top of the World Wrestling Federation. I shit you not, that is what he said. Okay. Paul Orndorff right. saying it was the best TV wedding he's seen since 1969. <laughs> Jesse Ventura, that's, that's very specific. Jesse Ventura wrote a kind of, I guess you could say a roast poem. <laughs> about Uncle Elmer and Joyce, which ended with uh, Jesse Ventura falling face first into the wedding cake. There it is, the first one. <laughs> the first one. Although uh, that that being said, Vince did make a good uh, did make a good like dig at <laughs> Jesse Ventura. He was wearing uh, like a weird like red like what's the, um, D Dame Edna sunglasses and a leather jacket. And basically, Vince said, "You look like a Keith a Richards tribute." <laughs> oh my! <laughs> wow, everyone just has everyone just has everyone got jokes today, haven't they? Just. <laughs> and so it would take. 
it would take six years until we get another wedding and we get to yet yes the most iconic of wrestling weddings it's the macho man and the souls of the so after oh the macho king had uh, had been unceremoniously fired at wrestlemania elizabeth makes the save and macho man overridden with guilt and love for miss elizabeth just plain straight ask, will you marry me, Elizabeth? <laughs> and so would you believe... Is the fact of saying that in the macho man's voice? It's like... Will you marry me, Miss Elizabeth? <laughs> I, I respect the fact that Randy and Elizabeth were able to take their time, because it wasn't until SummerSlam that they got married. <laughs> yeah. A long-term building. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm, I'm also, like, very... like So he did this, to, like, after after he had pissed her off right that's like how yes. it went down yes so 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 basically he pulls a christopher Moltisanti <laughs> on this <laughs> damn you're right like what the f <laughs> oh man oh me oh my i wanted to take place in the most holy of places elizabeth but summer slam <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing Johnny's impression now of Randy honestly, Savage. No, but like the thing, the thing, the thing is though, right? Is that honestly, when it comes to the Macho Man, like you're pretty much there anyway. Honestly, honestly, Sam, I have to say, you were start, you sounded like you were slowly morphing into Shaggy from Scooby Doo. I know. Like, like Saints Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to get married for Scooby's death? My voice broke then. I need more. Oh, man. Oh, man. Right, so I'm pleased to announce that nothing shady happened during the ceremony. It went off without a hitch. Thank oh, God. Wow. Beautiful. I could have I sworn that, like, Jake the Snake or someone came in. Oh, that happened at the no, reception. No. Oh, <laughs> yes, that was that was That was, like, the next week. <laughs> so, Jake Roberts... Being, being a stand-up dude that he is, gifts Ra uh, Randy Savage and Elizabeth a gift. It's a cobra in a box. <laughs> to which then The Undertaker comes out and hits Savage on the head with his urn. <laughs> like he bugs him on top of the head with an urn. Of course, wow. this, this goes into that one infamous thing of Jake Roberts um, unleashing a cobra onto a, a, a tied-up Randy Savage. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It was devenomized, may I just say. <laughs> so Randy I mean, okay. I mean, so, so he says. Yeah, so he says. Yeah, this is Jake the Snake we're talking about. <laughs> Allegedly. Just trust me. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Take, no, he's taking, me. he's taking pointers with the snake. Oh, no, 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 snake. He's been taking a... Uh, <laughs> He's been taking pointers from Genesis Pro Wrestling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it would take eight years until we get another wedding. Oh yeah, it's the unholy ceremony. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> now, now a key part of a key part of my memory is like triggering here. But didn't she have like four weddings, like literally in like that? year alone <laughs> oh you'll be pleased to know that she does hold the record for most weddings in wrestling of course oh, of course, course. anyway hi you ever want to see an undead wizard get married <laughs> 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 
sacrifice, sacrifice. <laughs> this is the shit I love about wrestling. No other universe except for maybe some aspects of theatre could I ever get to say that line. <laughs> I, love, I love it. So basically, Stephanie, in her best Hot Topic gown, comes out tied to the Undertaker cross, or the logo that resembles a cross, uh, being dragged out by, I think it was the Acolytes, Viscera, and Midian. Yeah. And then we get the mm-hmm. Asa Timbale. <laughs> As the lonely tree. <laughs> and we have Paul Bearer officiating the ceremony and an Undertaker talking in tongues going, Have a shot on As Stephanie in her best amateur dramatics looks incredibly scared about what's going to happen. <laughs> so, but but before they could consummate the marriage. Who <laughs> <laughs> should come out? But I'll still come stay bastard, son. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the other thing about this is that this is in service of a completely different feud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just... Okay, no, I have several notes on this. I have several notes. I'm sorry, I have to go through this. Number one, legitimately, she is the boss's daughter. How the fuck did they get past security with her on a damn cross? Especially because they kidnapped her the week prior. Like that is true. Nobody. No, it, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Like nobody in this arena had a few notes. No. Nobody was out here. No. We don't even get like a security spot. Like, if there was ever a moment where there's, like, a security spot, right? This yeah. is that moment. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, 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 no. The security detail are on the Nation of Domination, who they keep throwing out every- when all of them come to the ring. I ah, see. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying that Vince is racist. Literally, literally. <laughs> like, they're throwing out Nation of Domination, and yet... And yet, like, they're just going to wait and see how this plays out. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry. It'll be oh, fine. Man. I'm sorry, brother. The DPW roster was busy that day. Fucking Meltman Donnie Ray was still getting... So, um, yeah. It was found out three weeks later that Vince was the actual higher power. So, And now we know why they did nothing to stop it. Yes. It makes perfect sense. Ah, well, at least several months later, we would get the actual wedding. Uh, Stephanie McMahon finally getting the wedding that she always <laughs> wanted with Test. Hell yeah. Or maybe Where are my dude. Test fans? Where are my Test fans in here? Uh, I love the fact that the, the entry to someone said here was, this was supposed to be a classy ceremony. <laughs> 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 I, I cannot see Test like going out and choosing floral arrangements i just don't see it <laughs> <laughs> so the stipula- there was a stipulation to this actual wedding believe it or not okay again if, i love triple h or any members of generation x were to interfere in the ceremony they would be fired on the spot so oh my when it got to the part that if anyone should object to this wedding who should step out but but Kangol hat, leather jacket wearing Triple H with a rose on his lapel. The most aggressive form of Triple H. Believe it mm-hmm. or not, 
he had a tape that he wanted to show the world. Okay, are we going to get into this? We are getting into this. Okay. 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 Let me just say one thing about this. Let me just start. Um... We all acknowledge that everything about this is really fucking weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. cool. So now that we're all on the same page, is it not really weird how the company look at this moment and always go back to it? And they're like, oh, look at the weddings that have happened in our company. And then there's this. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. <laughs> So for those who like, we gotta we gotta describe it for those. We who have don't to we have know. to explain the situation. Sam, take it away. So, during Stephanie McMahon's bachelorette party, at one point she becomes fairly fairly intoxicated and is helped by a mysterious figure into a convertible. Turns out, Stephanie was drugged, and who drugged her? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And where is he taking her? Not to the hotel. He's taking her to a drive through wedding chapel. Oh, I no. kid you not, this whole thing is so fucking... So weird, because it's like the the, the person ordaining the, the wedding is there in the drive through chapel. Like, they're going through the motions of the whole thing. And of like, when it comes to the I do's, I love the fact that Triple H just goes over to Stephanie's chin with his, with his hands and goes, I do! <laughs> and that works. That checks out. Yes, like, great, brother. <laughs> like, what is there even to say, really? And and of course, the ending line of "Say hello to Mister and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley," uh, and drives off. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's insanity. It's actual insanity. <laughs> At least this because, one... <laughs> like. It, it just boils my mind that they look at this and they're like, this is a positive part of our company's representation. <laughs> and, like, and like, look, like, I know that the people kicked up a fuss about the two of them referencing it, and I, I almost don't mind that because, you know, like, it's the situation. Oh, man, our marriage started so romantically. I remember when you put so much diazepam in my drink. Oh. Like, <laughs> right, but like the, the two of them mentioning it, I'm like, you know what, like, that's whatever it's between the two of them i guess for them it's probably like a funny reference that like people think that mm-hmm. but the the company <laughs> being like look at the lovely weddings that have happened and that have come around from this and then they just show that and i'm just like yeah this is just a crime <laughs> this is just a crime on tape just straight up crime so yeah yep. stephanie had two marriages in one night <laughs> <laughs> Make it that what you will. No, uh, this course led into the Armageddon pay-per-view with Triple H versus Vince, where if Vince won, the marriage would be annulled. And of course, Stephanie turns mm-hmm. on Vince, and we get the McMahon Helmsley raging out of that. Yay! Not to be outdone, uh- though. Nick, the next year, WCW would try something like this. <laughs> yeah, oh, they no. would. Let's not forget the Stacy Keebler David Flair wedding. <laughs> oh, is this the one where is this the one where Stacy Keebler got pregnant? <laughs> yes, and everyone was trying to find yeah. out who 
who was the father of the baby. But Stacy would stop the wedding after informing David Flair that he was not the baby daddy. David, uh, it was then like for a few months afterwards, David Flair would go on a rampage trying to find the identity of the uh, of the father. He was convinced at one point that it was actually Buff Bagwell. But that's terrifying. Believe it or not, the storyline was never was never like finished. It we never found out who the father was. Although I will say it is incredibly heavily implied that it would be made through royal woo which I am so glad that we do not have this confirmed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah I'm this God. is the one of those times where I'm like I'm happy we didn't resolve this storyline. Mm-hmm. So yeah. love of God none of that please and so we come back to Stephanie in Triple H. It's Raw. It's 2002. And Stephanie is trying to renew her wedding vows with Triple H. There's been some animosity between the two, but both of them go for it after Stephanie reveals the revelation that she is in fact pregnant. Oh mm. my. Could it be? I know. But believe it or not... It was a Fugazi! <laughs> oh, as, Linda fa- as Linda found out that Stephanie had paid an actor to be a doctor to, to to kind of confuse Triple H into thinking, yes, that she was in fact several months pregnant. And so... I love the fact that the only line I remember from this is like when they were re- renewing the vows, Triple H goes, until now... I never knew it, but now, standing here, I see you for what you truly are. A no-good lying bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And proceeds to give Vince McMahon the absolute worst pedigree I have ever seen. (laughs) You thought that, that, like, Vince selling the stunner last year's Mania was bad. This equals it. (laughs) Oh, wow. We've... we we've spoken about uh, we've spoken about Linda Bumps. <laughs> they are in fact a thing that exists. Ah, uh, so yes, that led in, of course, to No Way Out two thousand and two, uh, where it would see Triple H versus Kurt Angle for the number one contendership for the uh, the undisputed title. That would of course lead to Stephanie aligning with Chris Jericho and into WrestleMania 18, where Triple H won the undisputed championship, yada, yada, yada. But then soon enough, they were a happy couple and they were married. And then suddenly they were co-conspirators and then this the authority happened. I'm condensing that as much as I possibly can. But all I'm saying is yeah. 2002 is 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 to blame for what modern wrestling was like. 2002 is to blame for the authority run of Seth Rollins. Talking of 2002, let's talk about the commitment ceremony of Billy and Chuck. All right, let's oh, get into God. it. Okay. <clears throat> let's pull up a chair here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... Do we do we do we want to preface this with information about ourselves, Melee, or let you make this this choice at your own discretion? Oh, um, well, I'm down okay. personally. Um, but hi for anyone listening to this that may have come from the that may have come from the base world, seeing that Melee is here because Melee is a draw. 
Uh, I just knocked down oh my. my microphone. Oh my! I was gonna say that revelation was so was so huge that he flipping dropped his mic. It was so huge I smacked my microphone. Um Yeah, for any for any new listeners that have um appeared and are listening for the first time, uh hi. Um pretty much all three of us uh, on this show uh, are queer in some description. So we have a mm-hmm. lot to say about this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, my my main one uh, is if you're not going to commit to the idea, why start it? <laughs> Absolutely. Come on. Just this 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 is no good. Like this is that. 2002. This is not that mystically long ago. Obviously, in terms of gay representation in media, it's like practically Stone Age. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, th- th- this is not good. In future, none of this. Mm, please, none of but, this. But let let let's just let's just go through let's just go through the storyline. So of course, yeah, it gained a lot of mainstream publicity because of course it involved Billy and Chuck, and it was a, it was an LGBT storyline. As a matter of fact, WWE managed to get help and assistance from Glad to kind of help uh, write some of this storyline out. You've got to be fucking joking me. They, I'm not. No. I'm not kidding. No. So much so, right, that Billy and Chuck themselves were on. I think it was on American like morning television to kind of promote this uh, commitment ceremony. Jesus. Oh shit! And so before they even could officiate and consummate the 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 commitment, I guess you could say, because they weren't calling it marriage for some bizarre reason. I mean, because you literally couldn't do it. So I I won't ding them for that. Both of them uh, backed out, got cold feet, and with Billy uh, saying the famous line, "We're not gay or anything." Insane. I don't end... know. I don't know, bro. That sounds kind of gay to me. And they were doing it only for a publicity stunt. Um, give me a second. I need to find something. <laughs> I. The only I'm... thing that people remember this for is the kind of really surprised twist is that the minister was actually Eric Bischoff in prosthetic makeup. Oh, and... wow. I got three minute warning to beat everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, the fact that they actually got in contact with Glad for yeah. this, only to do that, makes it a thousand times worse. Turns here, we, that... here we go. <clears throat> I found the quote. <laughs> um, this comes from the amazing Philosophy Smackdown by Douglas Edwards. I've spoken about this book before and even read, probably read this section before. Mm. But uh, I, will, I, will, I will read through it um, for you guys. Uh, this is a this is a quote from um, Scott Soman of Glad in 2002. Um, the WWE lied to us two months ago when they promised that Billy and Chuck would come out and wed on the air. In fact, I was told brackets lied to close brackets the day after the show was taped in Minneapolis that the wedding took place and all was well. Ooh. Ooh. Apparently, from what I heard, Glad did sue and actually did win an out of court settlement. Yeah, yeah. Not surprised. What the fuck? I know it's so fucking like it's so fucking fucked up. Like, legitimately, legit horrible in so many ways. But Mm -hmm. on one hand, however, however, it does 
it does bring me to one question I want to hold, give to you guys. Yes. Because I'm actually of two minds. How would you want to play? Because it's going to happen. It's inevitable. It mm. will happen. How would you want to play the first like LGBT wrestling wedding? Do you play it straight that they just like the there's without a hitch, or do you go for the classic? No, there's a hitch and there's gonna be fighting. I'm I honestly I'm of two minds. Okay, what do you think? Here's 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 my thing. Right, there is obviously the mind of me of it would be really cool to see like just just to see a a. I don't want to say gay wedding in storyline, mm-hmm. but like between people, it make like you know you know what I mean when I say it makes sense. Yeah, like it's not an out of character thing, and we're not going to be making straight wrestlers pretend to be gay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. gay. But there's also part of me that says, if the appropriate storyline came across in the appropriate situation. I almost want it to follow wrestling law <laughs> mm. in that weddings 99% of the time go awfully. <laughs> and I almost think there's part in my brain where it's like, it would almost be funny if that continued to be true, even for that case. <laughs> yeah. You see what I mean? Because on one hand, it'd be really nice. But on the other hand... I think it kind of gets into like what what do we want the what do we want the wrestling wedding for? Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. is this actually for? It's entertainment, right? And but it would also be nice. See what I mean? It's yeah. really difficult. It's really difficult for me to call it honestly. Exactly. I mean, if Vince were there, he'd probably try to rehash exactly what he would have done he did Yo, in 2002. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, uh, to we... get to, to to get to the end of this segment, <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, so, hey, anyone that uh, is here, do you remember who was officiating this wedding? Yes, Mister yeah. Eric Bischoff. <laughs> yes, it was Eric Bischoff in an old man mask. Um, and then after um, they went through all of this. Um, it started the chain and cycle of what I call um, Eric Bischoff hates gay people. Oh um, God, yeah, because it was the because the then the all of a sudden yeah. after this after this w- failed to happen, <laughs> Eric Bischoff called on three minute warning to come and beat them up. Yeah, he did the same Jesus. thing as well because he was promising hot lesbian action for Monday Night Raw. Uh, got that yeah. to happen and then got three minute warning to beat up two lesbians. <laughs> What? What? Excuse me? Yes, yes, this is a thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Oh, ba- 2002 was, was this, fucking weird, man. It was just this weird cycle of Eric Bischoff getting three-minute warning to beat up gay people. Yeah, you also assaulted Linda McMahon as well during this time. And Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. I, I remember the line, it, I think it was the line Eric said to Linda was, you're a fairly big-breasted lady, aren't you? Jesus. What? Yeah. 2002. Oh my god. Oh my god. What's, what's oh my a god. thing? Shall yeah, 2002 we... in wrestling is like the highest highs and the lowest lows. It really, really is. I, I think Russian should have died. 
<laughs> WCW should have won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shall we talk now about the most successful wedding to happen in wrestling? Absolutely. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. us talk about Al Wilson and Dawn Marie. <laughs> 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 Believe it or not, this is the actual most successful wedding in wrestling. <laughs> so Al Wilson is the actual real-life father of Tori Wilson. <laughs> Yes. And during this time, Dawn Marie and Tori Wilson were engaged in quite a heated rivalry over on SmackDown. What better way to get the upper edge on your opponent than put the moves on on your opponent's father? Call that W Riz. <laughs> of course, this led to that thanks that infamous Thanksgiving episode where Al yes. Wilson's trying to cut a promo and Michael Cole literally screams his soul out. Asking for help. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love unhinged Michael Cole. I cannot believe. So the idea is just like, I'm gonna beat you up and then just become your mother. Like, yeah. no, it's, it's 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 literally like I'm trying to beat you. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna riz your dad, and then you're gonna have to deal with me being your stepmom. That is. Mm-hmm. And this it gets even better from here. Like, like, then. like. Honestly, as as tactics go to win a fight, honestly, based it gets better. So, after a few months of dating, they 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 end up getting hitched. And during the ceremony, Dawn Marie makes it her intention to get married in their underwear. Oh my! Because. Now, I just know that just straight up, this was a thing that came from management, and they were like, Absolutely. look, we just, we got, we got to do this, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they probably had, they probably had a collaboration with Playboy to try and promote or something like that. I think, it, I think Tori that year would have been the cover girl at some point, I think. At that yeah, point I think, I think at that point she was. And so it went off without a hitch. They got married. And they get to the honeymoon, where Al Wilson dies of a fatal heart attack. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you have you have you have to remember, Sam. Why did why did Al Wilson have a heart attack? Because he got sexed. There you go. <laughs> Just based. This is this is what I mean when I say wrestling is a unique art form. Oh, I love it, it so much. It's it sounds like this where the term art form gets stretched to its absolute fucking limit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Just Oh my god. Oh show. Um yeah, this brings us to Kane and Lita. <laughs> um, again, this this I feel like this is only getting worse before it tries to get better. <laughs> Well, do you know the even worst part about all of this is there's a certain someone you got to mention in this storyline, and I get to make the one joke I have about this person. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes, oh, I know what you mean. So, during this, there was a heated rivalry between Matt Hardy and Kane during 2004. So, to prevent her boyfriend getting beaten up constantly by Kane, Lita had to sleep with Kane. <laughs> Just, just this. This is the this is the crutch of the storyline. Yes. And it is ridiculous. So Lita became pregnant for this encounter, believing it was Matt's uh, child. 
Kane found out, or via Titantron, to tell Matt and Lita that the baby is mine. <laughs> and Which so, is absolute insanity. And this led to SummerSlam. Matt Hardy versus Kane. But if Matt lost, Lita would have to marry Kane. <laughs> I wonder what happened. Matt tried to stop it, but uh, as they left the arena, up in the in, in the entranceway, flames spurted from out inside the entranceway, and Kane stopped them. <laughs> and so, yes, the wedding happened. Lita was a few months pregnant, managing Kane for some bizarre reason against her will. Who should enter? But Gene Snitsky. <laughs> oh my! God. Number one feet lover. <laughs> who during a match against Kane collapsed on top of Lita and Lita lost the the child to which Gene Snitsky coined the term it wasn't my fault <laughs> oh yeah let's not forget as well during Jericho's highlight reel Snitsky came down to the ring with a baby <laughs> and punted the baby into the audience <laughs> What? Yes. This is what, what I mean when I say what? What the fuck is this? What, what were they I, cooking? I um no he saying, he ain't saying, cooking, brother. All I'm saying so, is Ryan Gewurz was fucking on something. So so I'm going to take a leap and say this may be what happens when you have no female writers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just. Guys, it's it's absolutely like I I could just tell that they're in that writing room. They're like, I'm sure there's absolutely nothing wrong with writing a story in which a female wrestler has a miscarriage. Like, they try I'm to sure there is. More. I'm and... sure there is nothing that can go wrong with this moment. And then realize exactly what they actually had to do. Yeah, they had to make Kane wear uh, a polo shirt and slacks during that scene in the hospital. That was also a, like a civilian Kane, which was fucking weird. I need to file my taxes. <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry, Kane doesn't believe in taxes. He's a libertarian. Uh... <laughs> Shall we move on to the next wedding? Lita is the second person to have the most weddings at two. Oh my. As Lita okay. and Edge married. Now, Kane and Lita were on screen in a marriage and were kind of bonding over the grief of losing their child. Fucking unpack that sentence. I. Okay, just keep moving because I'm not going to bother. It was during this time that Lita was actually cheating on Matt Hardy in real life with Edge. And. Matt, of course, pissed and livid, went public with the story, and in crisis mode, decided WWE writers decided to weave the story of Edge and Lita and Matt into the storyline, with Lita portraying Kane, going with Edge, and then them being the most oversexed couple in, in television history, and then they would eventually get married. Um... Uh, it would be interrupted by Kane, who was hiding under the ring and, and, and did that pulling Edge underneath into Hell's uh, spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, pack that up, because uh, that one, apart from that thing, that went off without a hitch, and they were on screen married for a, for, for quite a while, uh, during mm-hmm. 2005 and 2006. That's crazy. I guess you could call it a happy couple, I mean, for a certain 
that uh, aspect. I mean, they were pretty much broken up pretty soon after this at this point. Um, and again, this led into the Matt Hardy um, storyline with Matt coming back and having that TLC match where I basically, I think the whole, the, 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 the story or the booking behind that between the two is, look, we don't like each other right now. Let's just fucking wail on each other <laughs> and then make it a good match. <laughs> Uh, see, I mean, it got messy. The two thousands got very messy with weddings. Mm -hmm. Speaking of weddings, yeah, they got they got very messy. Let's let's talk about our favorite GM guys. Holla holla holla! <laughs> oh, here we go. It's the best part about the best part about this one is that it doesn't take it doesn't take place inside of um, a SmackDown versus Raw game. Believe it or not. But it does have a bit... It does end on a SmackDown vs. Raw kind of story. It does. So, <laughs> Teddy Long, Crystal Marshall, getting married, or the usual spiel of how, you know, two like two personalities in wrestling get romantically inclined and then they eventually marry. First, it was disrupted by Gillian Hall singing. Hey, remember that gimmick? Of, of Gillian Hall being a bad pop singer. I, I I tell you right now, like someone's got to someone out there's got to find some the audio of that and turn it into like the most banger hyper pop track you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> the Godfather came out then after that, and oh, uh, left, ain't easy. With left with most of the men in the ceremony after he enticed everyone with hose from his hoe train. <laughs> Don't worry about it, it's fine. And then mm -hmm. Hornswoggle interfered by crawling under Crystal's wedding gown, was closely followed by Jonathan Coachman uh, trying to chase Hornswoggle and going under the gown. <laughs> and when all order was restored, the minister was doing the I do's, as Teddy Long, just about to say I do, he suffers a catastrophic heart attack, which was caused by the Viagra he took before the wedding. <laughs> He was taking the he was taking those quad strengths. Mm -hmm. Jesus, he was I mean, on the hundred. He was on the he was on the uh, the hundreds. Oh gosh, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. But hey, at this time WWE wasn't putting on weddings. TNA was also putting on weddings, and we get to the wedding ceremony of Kurt oh, and no. Karen Angle. Just 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 quickly to jump back to the the Teddy Long one, just real quick. What was that story that we spoke? I want to say we spoke about it recently. It wasn't that recently. Someone got mad at someone selling Viagra in the back. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh God, who was it? <laughs> I can't remember. Someone got angry. I think it might have been. Yeah, the, it was like the Undertaker was mad at someone for selling Viagra in the back. I... Oh no, no. Someone see some someone finding out about someone selling viagra in the back or something yes um i can't remember now <laughs> that's a crazy sentence <laughs> gosh but yeah this would be kurt angle one of two uh weddings that kurt and karen angle would be a part of during tna um in honor of valentine's day kurt decided to renew his wedding vows to karen uh but joe and kevin nash had other ideas to wreak havoc ambushing Kurt Angle, stripping him down to his tighty-whities. Oh, I say tighty-whities, it was actually a red thong, but you know. I mean, as you do. Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. just Kurt Angle stuff. The way it yeah. ended, though, with the minister who was knocked out, getting up, saying that I pronounce you now as man and wife, you may kiss the bride, but the only problem was that it was AJ Styles kissing Karen Angle. 
So <gasps> AJ Styles actually married Cap. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, look at me. I'm getting married, everybody. <laughs> oh, by the way, the earth is flat. <laughs> oh, Wendy, says Joe. As the, as the, as the ceremony ends. So the second, I will go, I will jump a little ahead of time. So I want to talk about the second wedding that Kurt and Karen were involved in. Kurt Angle was best man for Karen and Jeff Jarrett's wedding. That's mm. fucking awkward. <laughs> but you know what's even the best part about this? Kurt Angle looked so happy the whole time that after uh, they consummated the marriage, you may now kiss the bride, Kurt Angle, so happy, filled with absolute happiness, throws one of the bouquets out of the way and brings out an axe to kill Jeff Jarrett with. <laughs> Jesus. Most normal TNA storyline. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll talk about the most normal TNA wedding, though. It was the one of Jay Lethal and SoCal Val. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was Black Machismo Jay Lethal. And who's Elizabeth SoCal Val? <laughs> <laughs> now, when it came to... There was a bit of a love triangle going on at this time between Black Machismo, SoCal Val, and the guru, Sonjay Dutt. Oh, I remember that. Yes, yes. That it's... was definitely that 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 gimmick definitely had racismo in it. Oh God, it did. It definitely did. And so Sanjay Dutt was the best man for the wedding. Just as if you know, getting to the bit where they said, "If anyone should object to this marriage, speak now or forever hold your peace." The guru comes up and says, "No, no." No, 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 Val, you shouldn't be marrying Jay. You should be marrying me because, you know, I, I, I'm Sanjay Dutt. Um, <laughs> Sold. You know who was attending the wedding, though? Who, 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 well, Sanjay, you know, completely ruined it. But who came to the... Son, who... Son, Son, Sanjay Dutt, but as Schwagdi. Exactly. Who came <laughs> to save Jay Lethal and beat up Sanjay Dutt? AJ Styles. No. <laughs> George the Animal Steel, Kamala, Coco Beware, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, again, oh, no. most okay. normal TNA storyline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh god, it's 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 crazy because like Jake has some wearable and does the snake spot of putting the prone, uh, like putting the snake on the prone. Sod J Dart, thank God. That he's that he was of sound mind to do that because we all know what he's like, you know, heroes of wrestling. <laughs> you want to play twenty one? Mm -hmm. I got twenty two. <laughs> no, 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 Jay. He didn't even have like Coco didn't even have the fucking parrot. Come on, yeah, that's implying that TNA had parrot budget. You know what? Yeah, that's that's true. That that's true. <laughs> And so, as I'm cutting off here, we get to our final wedding. Friday Night Smackdown, June 18th, 2008. And quite possibly one of the greatest power couples in all the professional wrestling, Edge and Vicky Guerrero. There it is. Oh, hell yeah. My man saw the vision. La Familia was probably one of the most based things in wrestling. <laughs> One of the most based factions in 2008. So, yeah. I'll be honest, that's not a tremendously high bar. <laughs> <laughs> he's not He's not wrong, son. 
So Edge, of course, pol politicking his way to the top of the card by, you know, getting into a romantic relationship with Vicky Guerrero, which sees them fall in love and eventually asked to, uh, uh, getting getting to eventually be hitched. Or did they do? <laughs> so <laughs> the wedding ceremony took place early in the day and highlights were spliced in between like little bits and matches in, in SmackDown. The wedding reception featured La Familia at the main t at the main t table uh, at the top of the ramp. Like they had the reception at the entrance, <laughs> which is really freaking weird to me. Yeah. And well, you mean you don't want to have your wedding reception in front of like an audience of like ten thousand people? The thing is, they had the reception as the show was going on. So like on the entrance ramp, and matches were happening as they were having the wedding reception. <laughs> Who should ruin this wedding, though? But old fucking Hunter Hearst Helmsley again. <laughs> <laughs> this brother does not like other people having fun. As mm -hmm. he managed to secretly record Edge making out with the wedding planner, who was... Big Show. <laughs> I wish. Oh, I wish it was. I would have been in. Um, it was actually who, who was who was ar who was around in 2008 that would be incredibly funny. And the worst part is we 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 already we already got that bit off. Um, obviously, John Cena. Uh, 2008. Um, Christy Hemi. No, Christy Hemi was in TNA at this time. Okay, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Christy Hemi had been gone for a while at this point. I okay. WWE. No, it wasn't Vicky Guerrero was the wedding player. That would be confusing. <laughs> oh, lale, it was me, Eddie. No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was Chavo Guerrero as Kerwin White. <laughs> no, it was Chavo <laughs> Senior. <laughs> no. Chavo Senior. No, 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 no. It's gotta be Kane. It's gotta be All Kane. Right. No. All right, what was it? What was it? it Mick was Foley. <laughs> Everyone shut the fuck up. Have what a nice day. Was it? it was Alicia Fox. I know it's, 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 now I'm disappointed because it was such a damn squib of a reveal. Yeah, he just destroyed it. Oh, man. It was Damien Sandow. Missed out. The only oh. only thing I remember about this was that, like, way down, I would say, like, way down the line, there was. There was the storyline with Dolph Ziggler yeah. <laughs> with Vicky Guerrero, and then they referenced it, and that was like all I could remember. <laughs> and so, there we go. That is wrestling weddings up until that point. It's been ups, it's been downs, but one thing's for damn sure: Triple H is gonna fucking ruin your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All I'm saying with this is that I cannot thank you enough, Melee. For recommending this subject, you're welcome. Because <laughs> it was so much fun just going through it. Because I knew, and then just knowing the chaos that would ensue when I would reference, you know, all of these, <laughs> mm -hmm. all of them, all of them. Al. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, but no, melee. Thank you so much for popping in, sir. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I, I was happy to be here. Like. Like um, since you guys got uh David to be on the pod, I've been listening like ever since, and it, it's been a fun time. Oh, yeah. dang. no, that that that's awesome. That is really really cool. Thank you so much, dude. I we really appreciate that. Of um, course, of course. 
If you have anything coming up, any socials that you'd like to plug, the floor is yours. Take it away. Oh boy, do I. All right, so if you're unfamiliar with me, I am part of the Baseball Podcast, or actually formerly because I'm a free agent right now because they couldn't pay me enough. Anyway. <laughs> the uh, the melee can... bidding war 2023. Mm-hmm. Only it's good. Anyway, uh, you can find the Baseball Podcast on Twitter and also on Spotify and other platforms. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not in charge of that part. <laughs> uh, damn, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually the the third member of the Baseball Podcast to be in here in the Cheat Swing Bat Podcast. <laughs> and, so we're three for three on the gay consortium. So who knows? The consortium was me. Look, we. Oh my gosh. We 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 know our audience, and we know the kind of people that are going to fit. And You're anyone, right. a group that goes by the title of the Gay Consortium, is naturally attuned to us. Yep. Which is which is why <laughs> there's going to be a hostile takeover once me and Dan appear on the podcast on the baseball podcast. <laughs> And then Triple H comes out and interrupts it. Ah, no, we, 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 we do our thing. We get introduced as new members to the faction and then we lose to Triple H. That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> uh, but, so basically, um, David Analis, who is also an editor for the Deadlock podcast, you can find him on Twitter and on YouTube where he makes his edits. Uh, Cass has his own channel also on YouTube and also has another YouTube channel with, I believe it's its cousin, called Wes and the Pink One, so you should check that out. Yeah. Right now they're playing through Super Mario 64, so that's fun. Uh, another member who you might be familiar with, uh, Tony Boomauer, who is on Twitch, and also David is on Twitch, and let's see who else. Uh, another British person who is on the pod, Matt lost the camera, who's also does top five AEW edits for Deadlock, so that's fun. Fellow bruv. <laughs> yeah. Is, it, is there too much bruv for this podcast? For the, <laughs> the podcast Not enough. <laughs> um, also, we have uh, a baseball channel on YouTube, and we're, we just had a, a pay-per-view called We, or an effect of ours, so you should check that out. It was it was and, actually tremendous. I loved that. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and that's all the plugs for right now. But who knows? I'm gonna have more if I come back, brother. Or maybe I'll do, as you know, yeah, we definitely we definitely bring <laughs> you guys. Or maybe you will, back. dude. <laughs> We're definitely bringing you guys back, mostly because we we love having you on. And obviously, me me and Dan have this grand master plan, which may or may not happen. So everyone, stay tuned for that. But for the next episode uh, coming up, oh gosh, right. We promised it on our Patreon. We finally hit the pledge goal and we're doing it. (gasps) Yes, we are going to be watching and riffing Heroes of Wrestling. (laughs) Oh god, we made it. Yeah, boy.
I'm excited. Oh my! This is gonna could be, it be? This is gonna be one of the very it first is. episodes that we do. That's also going to have a very special video version, which you'll be able to find on our Patreon. The public one, of course, the audio version will be public as well. So do not worry about that. But I'm excited, mostly because I've seen it a couple of times. Dan Reardon, you've heard of it. I'm sure you've seen. You want to play 21? I got 22. I, I know. I, I've basically seen enough footage to just to qualify as watching the entire thing. <laughs> I have watched every <laughs> single match in isolation. I am looking forward to showing you, to showing you chaps, not only the whole thing in its entirety, the pre-show, the 30-minute pre-show that went up, as well as some of the facts coming in and out of Heroes of Wrestling, how it came to be, the the fallout from it, and what was going through people's minds as Jake was, for lack of a better term, not fit to wrestle at night. <laughs> but that's all coming up on our next episode. But until then, I've been Sam, this has been Dan, Reardon, and Mele, and you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwang Podcast. We will see you, as always, on the next one. Bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye.